everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is October 23rd. It's 2019, and we're here to talk about the 11-game basketball slate. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm just doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, just got done watching the Lakers-Clippers game, the game I was probably looking forward to most this entire year is now over with. Um, so now just all downhill for the next few months until the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, base basketball season opening night almost always goes terrible for me. And I think I had hundred percent ROI tonight. So I am definitely happy. All right. So the two game slate successful for you, I lost like 80 bucks. I'm not going to complain as much, um, exposure as I had to Marcus all I was totally wrong about that one can't get them all right I was definitely wrong on Marcus all got a couple things right like I got Melly right didn't think I was going to get Melly right because the rotations were terrible for the Pelicans in that game and then um Mo Harkless was a, a good one to end the night but Ready to move on to this next 11-game slate here. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Check out their awesome sponsors of the podcast. They got their $350,000 Hooters main event up for this weekend. Plus, they got a $30,000 pick and roll, $25 buy-in tonight for NBA. Rake-free DFS, they got a $5. They got a $1. They got a bunch of stuff going on. Also, we're going to be running a Roto-Grinders free roll um, for NBA for tonight's slate. That link will be in the Roto-Grinders podcast comment section on the Roto-Grinders website. All you got to do is go to rotogrinders.com, click the podcast, and go to the comments for the podcast. And $1,000 free roll for the big opening night here. Going to pay out 300 spots. So you can take advantage of that, win some fantasy cash over there on Fantasy Draft, and just say hey, it's a free roll. Take advantage of it. Like, thank you, Fantasy Draft, for doing that. Grant, let's jump into this slate. We got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Our first big basketball slate of the season, so it might run a little bit longer than normal. Uh, we get started here with Chicago at Charlotte. It's a 218.5 total. Chicago's favored by three. Hutchinson out. Um, Harrison is questionable. So we'll have to see if Shaquille Harrison plays or not. Let's get started here on the Bulls side of things. Um, it's it, it seems like the Bulls can, you know, we, we, we have some healthy bodies here to start the season. What are we looking at here on Chicago? I mean, it, it's a little bit tough. I mean, Charlotte isn't the greatest matchup in the world. Like, they only have a one. They have a one ten implied team total, which isn't terrible. I mean, it's probably the main guys, Levine, Markkinen, but they're probably p- priced about how they should be. Zadaransky, I think, is the guy. Like, we don't know exactly how well he's going to do in this offense here. Obviously, a guy that can get peripheral stats, but didn't have the highest usage in the world over on Washington. But that was a completely different team here. I think with a slower paced Chicago team, he could potentially do something at fifty three hundred. I don't hate his price tag, but. There's nothing that I'm really in love with. I mean, Dunn coming off the bench in all likelihood, probably not going to use him. Don't know if I want to use Thad Young. Um, I could see Carter potentially being a very good play. I mean, we always worried about him having foul trouble last year. He could get more minutes this year. I I don't hate his price tag of 5,600. I think that he has some upside. But, like, the two main guys are probably going to be Carter and Sadoransky for me. 
Yeah, um, when you're looking at it, I think I'm a little worried about Carter's thumb injury. Like, he didn't play a ton in the preseason because he's been dealing with a sprained thumb. But it sounds like he's going to be good to go. Um, it is a larger slate, so I don't know if I necessarily would risk it in cash games, but I do think he's definitely worth it in tournaments. Sandorinsky is the guy that I really like here. You mentioned him. Um, likely going to be the starting point guard here over Chris Dunn. You know, he's going to get some easy assists here with Levine and Marketing um, on the offensive side. You know, so I like Zach Levine always. Is He's a usage monster. But Sandorinsky is the guy night before first look um, that's really kind of standing out to me. And, you know, you mentioned the 110 total here. We don't have a ton of games with really high implied totals on the slate. So I don't want to completely overlook the Bulls. But, um, you know, going over to the Charlotte side of things, they made a lot of moves this offseason. It was kind of interesting to wait and see what they were going to price Terry Rozier at. And I feel like the, a lot of the sites did a really good job on Terry Rozier. Um, I haven't seen a place where he's underpriced. I've not looked on Yahoo yet. And, you know, they're sometimes behind the eight ball. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Charlotte? And what are your thoughts when it comes to Terry Rozier? I mean, Rozier's price of 7,300. There is a small amount of upside, but it's not really drastic. Um, I likely think he think he ends up paying about his price off. I don't, I don't know exactly what it's going to go. Obviously, with Kemba leaving, like that leaves a ton of usage because they were just playing around him for pretty much the entirety of the season. So it leaves a ton of usage up in the air here, and I don't think that they're just going to completely throw it on Rozier. So it's got to open stuff up. Like I'm not in love with anyone really on this team, but I do think that I'll be throwing some shots in here with guys like Zeller, uh, Batum, Bridges, like Bacon even. Like, there's nothing that I really, really like. Rogier would be the main guy, but 7,300 seems about where he should be priced. Like 107 implied total. This game is projected to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if I stack this game up a little bit, but I'm just going to be mixing and matching guys from the Charlotte side. Yeah, you know, obviously you got to kind of see what this starting lineup looks like. Um you know, PJ Washington could draw a start, the rookie. Um, he'd be a little interesting. I, I think that he's kind of priced appropriately. The guy that I really like here is Miles Bridges. I think like he's the guy that seems to have the most like upside at his price point. So like I have a lot of interest in him. Um I don't mind taking shots on like a Dwayne Bacon. Nicholas Batum is cheap, but there's a good chance he doesn't even start and he moves more towards like a bench role here. So um, if that happens, I don't think you really pull the trigger on him. Um, just going to have to kind of see what this starting lineup looks like. But I, I think Rogier and Bridges both play the bulk um, minutes here um, as far as, like, what we're looking for fantasy production-wise. Yeah, yeah, I think you're about right. But, yeah, I just don't know. It's early on in the season. We'll figure things out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, and I, I've said this yesterday a bunch. It's the It's the first week of the season, like – Anybody that can tell you, you know, the exact minutes of any of these guys are crazy. Like, you know, we, we saw already with the two-game slate that rotations are nothing, you know, like what we've kind of expected here. So, we got Cleveland at Orlando, 212.5 total. Orlando's favored by eight. Henson and Zizek are out um, for Cleveland. You know, let's start with the Cleveland side of things. 
obviously, the, you know, the first thing that you're always kind of wondering here when it comes to Cleveland is how much is Kevin Love going to play? How much is Tristan Thompson going to play? But the other thing that we're going into the season is, is Garland going to start alongside Sexton and they're going to go really young here at point guard? Um, what are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yeah, I think we kind of need to wait on what the starting lineup is. I think I still have interest in Love regardless. It's not really the greatest matchup in the world, but 7,600 if he's going to get enough minutes. We've seen what Love can do before. Like he can put up 50 points in this type of matchup Like regardless. He can get boards. He can get just rack up the points. I don't mind him. Um, I don't mind Tristan Thompson. But, again, this is not really – like I'm going to wait and see what the starting lineup is if Garland is in there. 4,400 is not a terrible price tag. Don't think I'm going with Sexton. Don't think I'm going with Nance regardless. Um, like, there's not another team where I'm just 102 implied total. Like, there's enough guys here. The minutes might not be as condensed as we saw at certain times last year. And the prices aren't really as nice as I really want. I think it's mostly just love and then maybe sprinkle other pieces in GBPs. But I'm really not in love with anyone outside of um, yeah. just a moderate interest in love. Yeah, um, Tristan Thompson would be kind of interesting here if he's cheap anywhere. Like, just because, like, with Zizek and Henson out, it would likely be Thompson and Nance playing the five in this spot. Orlando plays big. Um, you know, they're going to use Isaac. They're going to use Vooch. They're going to use Mobamba. So, uh, I think that Thompson, this might be a spot that he gets that, like, 28 to 30-minute type of game. So, I don't hate him, but yeah, like Garland's the guy that I really have interest in just because of his price. We have a lot of studs on the slate. So, you know, a guy like Garland, who's 4,400 going up against Orlando is interesting on the Orlando side of things. Um, you know, I, I expect the Orlando magic's rotations to look a lot like last season. I think Jonathan Isaac is the, the biggest bump here. I feel like he's going to get the biggest um, increase in role, but when we looked at, like, off-season moves, the Orlando Magic is one of the closest to what they looked like last season. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, for me, it's it's probably going to be the um, same guys that we pretty much always went with last year's. Vuce is obviously in play, although I think today I have a little bit more of a desire to go with some other centers in the high price range. I don't hate his price tag of 8600 though. I mean – it's cheaper than we saw for a large portion of the season last year. He was a $9,600 guy, and uh, 110 play total is good enough for me. Cleveland's not great on the defensive end, not great versus bigs. So I like Boos, and I don't mind Eric Go- or Aaron Gordon uh, going up against a team that just really is not great on the defensive end. They may play so slow pace, but Gordon can still put up a good game here. It's mostly those two guys. You can take tournament shots on either Fournier or Isaac. Either one of them are fine, but... Most of my interest is in Voos and Gordon, and Voos is kind of still in like the fourth, fifth favorite center on the slate here. Yeah, um, you know, looking at this spot, uh, not a lot stands out to me here for the Magic. Uh, I feel like, you know, Vooch would probably be the guy that stands out the most, but I don't really want to play like DJ Augustine because Fultz could play some backup point guard minutes, and like if Fultz is playing good, do they bring DJ back as early? So, you know, Fultz is really cheap, but it is a, a big 11-game slate. I don't think this is necessarily a slate that I'd take a shot on him. Um, but, yeah, like, honestly, Vooch, probably it. Aaron Gordon is cheap enough to potentially take some shots, um, but really not going to be playing too many pieces here from the Orlando Magic on this one. 
Up next, we got Detroit at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 210 total here. The Pacers are favored by 7.5 on the Detroit side of things. Blake Griffin is out. Markeith Morris is questionable. And then we know on the Pacers side, Oladipo is out. Uh, let's start with Detroit. Obviously, they're not priced like Blake Griffin was going to be out. Um, like Andre Drummond, 8,400 here going up against the Pacers. We have some good prices. It's just going to be more of like trying to project where the minutes are going to come from and, and try to project the rotations here from Detroit because, honestly, there's just a lot of new pieces on this team. And it's just going to be one of those things where with Blake out, if Marquise Morris doesn't play, like, it, it opens up a ton of minutes here. Yeah, yeah, it's just trying to figure out exactly where those minutes are going to go. Um, I mean, we've seen what Christian Wood can do when he was over on uh, New Orleans. If Griffin's going to be out and Marquise Morris is out, like, I got to assume that he's going to get some run here. So, obviously, he's just straight off the bat. I love Drummond anytime Griffin's done the game. I love Drummond. It's not a great matchup, and Turner's a pretty good defender here, but Drummond's still Drummond when he is in the game without Griffin. So I uh, really like Andre Drummond. If Keefe is out, then I probably will play a decent amount of Wood. Um, outside of that, I'm, like, I'm fine with taking a shot on Rose or Jackson, but I'm not terribly interested in it. It's mostly the bigger guys, and I think Wood and Drummond are the main two culprits here. And if Keefe ends up playing 3,600, obviously you got to look at him quite a bit here. Yeah, um, obviously Drummond's the guy. Um, I think Derek Rose and Reggie Jackson are both worth looks just because they're going to play the minutes here. Um, if Markeith Morris plays, he's 3.6K with no Blake Griffin. So, like, he would be kind of interesting here. So, Luke Kennard to play minutes. He's going to pop on projection models today because he's, like, 3.3K and – he could potentially end up playing like 30 minutes in this game. So like the projection models are going to like Luke Kennard here. So he's just like one of those like flyers that could play 20, you know, six to 30 minutes here. So going to have to see on Markeith Morris. And um, luckily this is a seven o'clock game. So that news should come out pretty early. And then, you know, we go, to the Pacers side of things, obviously no Depot. They spent a lot of money to bring in Malcolm Brogdon. They brought in Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren. So Sabonis and, and Turner expected to play on the same, like, together here. So I like – I really like TJ Warren's price, and I think that Malcolm Brogdon has a lot of upside in this offense. Yeah, I don't hate those guys, but I don't know if this is the right spot here. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to play them, but – I don't, I don't know if I will. I mean, Warren's always a guy that can put up a massive outing any given time here. We've already seen him in the preseason put up a big game, but this game isn't projected to be terribly close. Like, I don't, I don't know really where I want to go in this offense. Like, there's five potential pieces that you could make an argument for using. Um, you could go with Sabonis. You could go with Brogdon, Turner, Lamb, Warren. But I don't think anyone's overwhelmingly, like, that good of an option. I mean, with – Drummond probably playing a boatload of minutes and being the main guy in the offense. I could see Turner being um, someone who ends up crushing. He's gotten better pretty much every year in the league, and we could see him take another bump this year as he's getting older. Um, I'd say Turner is probably my favorite option here, but again, it's a bonus if he's playing in the first rotation could limit his total usage, but we don't really have a set like 
we don't know exactly how this offense is going to work together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But as of right now, I think you can play any of them, but Turner's one guy that I actually like. Uh, you're going to like Malcolm Brogdon on Yahoo when you get over there. Like oh, I was messing son him. of a biscuit. Yeah, he's like he's like 16 bucks. Like he's he's a really really strong play on Yahoo. I, I noticed that when I was um, kind of looking at the site. Um, it's kind of it for this one. I don't really have anything else to add, so we'll move on to Memphis at Miami. Two twelve total here. Miami's favored by seven and a half. Um, Iguodala and Josh Jackson are not with the team. They're both not going to play in this one. And then on the Miami side, Deion Waiters is a team suspension, so he's not going to play here. So let's start with um, the Memphis Grizzlies, the the Tank Grizzlies here. Um, you know, obviously, like, we have a lot of young players on this team, and they kind of they kind of priced them appropriately when we look at it. Like, you know, Ja Morit, not really, like – 6,600 in like, yeah, he's probably going to play 30, 33, 34 minutes here, but I just, I hate that the, like his price is where it's at. Yeah. I mean, Morant, Triple J, J Val, like they all offer a decent amount of upside. I mean, but this isn't really a great matchup. It's not a great defensive matchup. It's not a great pace matchup. There's not a high total. Like, all three of these guys are priced about where they should be. J Val, Moran, and Triple J. They all offer upside for GPPs. And that's mostly where it will take a shot on them. We don't really know exactly how JJ, Triple J is going to end up turning out this season. Like, obviously, all the talent in the world based on last season. He's looked good in the preseason so far. We don't know if he's going to end up with over 30 minutes in a given game. We don't know if Morant is. And Valanciunas, he was obviously crushing at the latter end of last year. He'd be probably be my favorite guy. Um, just because of the upside that he showed the significant portion of when he went over to Memphis. Like, he can put up a 60-, 70-point game. Uh, we've seen it multiple times before. I really like Valanchunas here, um, and he's about the only one. I don't mind shots of Moran or Triple J, but it's really it. I think you could potentially take some shots on Dylan Brooks if you're playing a bunch of teams just because he's going to be – He's going to get some shots. Like, when you look at the starting lineup, like, Morant is a guy that will get some shots, but Jay Crowder doesn't, like, take a ton of shots. Triple J, Valanciunas, they're not, like, high usage guys. So, I think Dylan Brooks could get some usage here. But, honestly, like, Jaron Jackson and Morant would probably be my two favorites just because I feel like, you know, Morant's going to have the ball in his hands and Triple J is going to have usage. But you said not the best matchup here. And, um... Going over to that Miami side of things, you know, for the last few seasons, we've had to kind of worry about, like, what we're going to expect from the center position. But um, heading into this season, I think a lot of us are excited to play BAM a lot. Yeah, but I'm not really sure this is the greatest spot right here. Um, again, low total game, going against a very slow-paced Memphis team in all likelihood here. I'm okay with BAM, but he's really he's probably not making my list. Butler, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I'm always fine with paying Butler, but this isn't a good matchup here. He's probably not making my list. I think most of my interest goes to Hero here. Um, like, I could see him getting a decent amount of users here. His price tag of 4800 isn't that bad. Um, could potentially drastically outdo it. I mean, we've seen him put up decent outings most of the preseason here. 
for the price tag that he's currently at. So if he just has a decent shooting night and gets some minutes, he could be in for a big game here. He's the guy that I'm mostly looking for. But, again, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in playing too many guys from the 212 total games. Here's the thing on, like, Tyler Hero. Um, with Dion Waiters suspended, if they start Hero, I don't really have a ton of interest in him because I feel like his usage would be a lot lower with, you know, the Dragon, Butler, those guys out there. But if if Harrow, if Harrow ends up coming off the bench, I like him a lot more. Like, I, I see him being the, the, like, scoring option on the second unit. And, like, I have more interest in that instead of him being out there with, like, Butler and Bam and those guys. Yeah, I think I'd be fine with it either way. But you're probably right. And it'll probably decrease his ownership a bit. So, yeah, like, I like that call. But I'll probably play him regardless. Boston at Philadelphia. We've got a two twelve and a half total here. Philly is favored by five. Taco Fall on Boston is out. He's in concussion protocol, and Philly's good to go. Um, the Boston side, obviously, new look Boston with Kemba at point guard. Um, it's kind of an interesting team. Like I, I feel like Walker, Tatum, Hayward, Brown, Smart, Cantor are going to be like the guys that eat like a lot of the minutes up here for Boston on a nightly basis. Do you like this spot for Boston? I mean. No, obviously Philly's a good team. It's going to be interesting, though. Uh, like, Cantor's probably the guy that I'm interested in the most. This is obviously not a easy matchup for him. But, I mean, with all Philly's size, like, Cantor's probably going to get a decent amount of run here, even though he's a terrible defender. Uh, but he'll still probably still be in the game a decent amount. He's good enough on the offensive end. Like, we didn't really – like, he wasn't as needed – um, over obviously with the Knicks, they didn't use him at all. But over in Portland, and like we could potentially see big outings from here if he ends up getting the minutes. Obviously, they're going to need the size. Uh, they don't really have too much to match up against these Phillies players. So <sighs> Hayward's fine, Kemba's fine, Tatum's fine, Brown's fine, Smart's fine, but I don't really like any of them. Kendra's the one guy that I think could potentially be in for a big game here. Um, probably won't make it into too many of my builds over on DK, but over on a set like Fantasy Draft, he's a fantastic player. Yeah, I like Cantor a lot. Um, honestly, I just don't see a lot of these guys getting a ton of usage. You know, like I feel like if you're if you're wanting the ceiling play, it's probably like Kemba. He can go for sixty any night because if he gets hot. But like I just don't see see myself using Kemba eighty one hundred in this spot. And then on the Philly side. Like, new-look Philly team, kind of, not really. You know, Embiid, Simmons, Harris, still all there. But, you know, Josh Richardson um, and Al Horford kind of mixing up the starting five here. But like Boston, like, a lot of these Phillies guys are going to play, you know, 30 to 35 minutes in this game. And, like, you know, that's appealing. But, like, you're paying for Embiid here. You're paying for Simmons, like, both of those guys have, like, really high ceilings. Um, what, if anything, do you like here for Philly? I think Embiid very much in play. Um, like, he's going up against Cantor defense. They don't have a ton of uh, height over in Philly or over in Boston. So, I Embiid's the main guy for me. And then second guy is probably going to be Horford, revenge game. Like, first game of the season, he could eventually get some more usage, get some more run. It's a long season, and we could 
potentially see him be in for more here. 5,600 seems a bit too low considering what he can do. If he ends up getting 30 minutes, he can easily go for 45, especially in a revenge spot here. It, it's it's just a bit – or just a beat and Horford for me. Simmons and Harris could go off for big games, but I, I'm not chasing them with the respective price tags. Yeah, I don't hate Josh Richardson either. He's a guy that, like, fills the stat sheet. He'll get, you know, rebounds, assists. He's very active defensively, so he can get you a few steals. So I don't mind, like, Josh Richardson. He's cheap. Should play, you know, 30 to 35 minutes here. Like, Philly's rotation, I feel like the Magic, the the, the 76ers, it's teams that we can kind of project where they're going to be at rotation-wise because they just haven't had as many off-season moves. So, um, moving on, Minnesota at Brooklyn, probably one of my favorite games on the slate, 225.5 total here. Brooklyn's favorite with 3.5. Like, going here and starting on the Minnesota side, we're getting into these games that should have a little bit more pace, have higher totals, and have some really, really solid fantasy options. Um, when you look at Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns is 10-1, but nobody else is over 6K on this team. Yeah, I mean, Cat's a decent option, but I don't think Brooklyn's going to be the same uh, defensive team against the center that we always seem to target in the past. Obviously, with the addition of DeAndre Jordan, him and Allen are probably going to split time, but I think Jordan's probably going to end up getting the start here, which will leave Cat a little bit more of a disadvantage for the matchup than he would if Allen were out there. I'm still fine with Cat, but there are too many other good center options on the slate here. But, yeah, going with, like, going with Teague – Going with Covington, it's Covington's a real guy that I really like here. Um, I could potentially see him putting up a big game. We saw what he did earlier on the season last year. He was crushing. We could potentially see that again, kind of a running, like, three-pointer and deep shot guy. 5,400 seems just a bit too cheap. Like, most of the season, last season, he was up over 6K towards the end. Seems like a little bit too cheap of a price tag here. Could see a bit of an increase in usage. I really like him. Fine with Wiggins and Teague, but Covington's the main guy for me. Yeah, like, I I, I want to see what kind of role Jarrett Culver has um, here before, like, I start end up playing him. Like, does he get the minutes over Lehman? Does he get the minutes over Okaji? Um, that's going to be kind of interesting. But, yeah, I, I think Covington is the guy that has some really solid upside here. I don't hate Teague at his price. I think Cat has a nice ceiling, um, but – Again, like, you know, you're getting into over 10K and I'm just going to have to weigh out my my studs before I make that decision. Because we have some good ones that we haven't even talked about yet. Um, and then on the Brooklyn side of things, like, it's really, really hard um, not to absolutely love Kyrie Irving in this spot with no Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, no, he Kyrie could go for – just an absolute monster game. One of the top guard options on the entire slate here. Outside of him, though, I don't I don't know where I'm going to go. Like, Allen and Jordan both have nice price tags, but they're going to be split in minutes, and I think Jordan's the guy that ends up getting more. Don't know if he'll be worth it. Levert would probably be the second guy that I'm interested in just because of the upside that he showed throughout the season last season. Couldn't end up potentially being in for more minutes. We saw him at the end of the season actually get a decent amount of run. Um, could see that again potentially this season here 6800 he still has some upside on that price tag and especially if you're not starting Irving in the lineup I can see going with Levert if Irving has an off game he could be the guy that soaks up most of the usage Dinwiddie 
probably not going with him, to be honest. Um, we saw exactly what role he had last year with D'Angelo Russell in there, and Irving's a guy that's going to soak up just as much usage this year. So we could see a similar uh, similar situation to what he had last year, in which case I'm not really going to have much interest in him most games unless Irving is out. So to me, it's Levert and it's Irving and for Brooklyn. That's pretty much it. Yeah, um, really, really like Kyrie, and I really like Terry on Prince. Uh, he's 4,400. He should play 30 to 33 minutes here, if I had to guess. Like, And they paid him a lot of money. Like, there's a good chance he starts. He's going to have a role here with no KD. Like, like Prince is going to be that guy that I feel like is going to be, like, that really sneaky – I don't even know if he's necessarily sneaky, but really nice value until they catch up with his role here. So, I'm going to take advantage of it. Like, Prince is a guy that I'm going to have a bunch of on this slate. Um Really like him here. I like the game stack. I think there's a few different ways you can game stack this game. So, definitely like the game stack. Washington at Dallas, 223 total here. Dallas fair by 8.5 in this game. You know, obviously, Washington's dealing with a ton of injuries. You know, Isaiah Thomas is out. John Wall's out. Mahini's out. C.J. Miles is out. And then on the Dallas side, uh, Powell is out. Let's start Washington. Like, Obviously, like, Washington offers a ton of value on the slate just because they have a ton of guys out. If you can kind of guess the minutes here, you know, assuming that it's probably going to be the young guys here for Washington and you can get the right one right, if that makes any sense, um, you know, uh, you could have a really solid slate here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be figuring out this game and figuring out which guy to go with. I honestly don't have – a massive lean with anyone, but I mean, with all the injuries, you gotta assume that Beal's still gonna have massive usage at 8,800. Like, could see potential ceiling what we saw last year with him. Um, still see the same usage. He should just absolutely tear things apart here. Uh, so I like him. And then, honestly, I, I'd like to hear what you have to say because I'm having a tough time trying to figure out who to go with after that. I know that I'm gonna have to get these pieces right and still need to look into it more. See, they're going to end up starting. I don't know. who. Are you? <laughs> I need your help here, basically. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. Um, Hachimura is, I, I think, my favorite. Like, he's 4,900. He should play the minutes. I, I think that him it, – it's like – honestly, it's him or Isaac um, Bonga. Like, I, I feel like those are going to be – the guys here, like, you know, obviously you're going to have to see what the starting lineup looks like, but I have a hard time not seeing both of those guys start. Um, you know, assuming Bryant plays, if Bryant's out too, like, like obviously if Bryant's out, like you're, you're probably loading up on this team, but it sounds like Bryant's going to be okay. He's going to play. Um, Bryant always has some upside. He should play a ton of minutes here too. Um, you know, Wagner, you know, we know he has upside seeing when he was able to play a little bit with the Lakers last season. So, like, he's kind of interesting. Honestly, I wouldn't, like, throw – I wouldn't be crazy if you, like, play, like, two of these guys um, in cash and just kind of hope – or in tournaments too and just hope you get the right pieces. But Beal's the top play, and I think, honestly – it's Hachimarera and and Bonga um, are probably my two favorite value plays from this team. Yeah, I'm kind of with you right now, but 
probably a good idea to look into this some more tomorrow and see what everyone else has to say. Yeah, if we like, get any more news. Uh, yeah, like honestly, the starting lineup will tell us a lot, but um, I wouldn't. I don't see a way in you know Bonga and, and you know Hetchamiria not starting. So you know, with, especially with a lot of these guys out. So um, you know, on the Dallas side, obviously with Powell out, you know, Maxi Keebler should end up starting here at center um, next to Porzingis. What do we like here on the Dallas side? I mean, I'm not suggesting this, but I'm going to start off the season with a ton of Bovon. Um, <laughs> just because... He could play like 16, 18 minutes here. That's plenty for him. Yeah, 3-2. I mean, you could potentially get 30 points. I do like Bovon. I'm going to play a lot of Bovon. I'm not quite suggesting it, but if you want to, if you want a shot at a ton of points here with a near mid price guy, Bovon is a great option. Uh, outside of him, Chris Stapps, Luca, both decent plays. It's going to be a high scoring game here. I think it's got one of the highest. They've got one of the highest implied totals on the board here. Um, Lieber, if he's in the starting lineup there, 4,200, not a terrible price tag. I don't mind playing him at all, but. I'll probably end up with more Boban just because that's what I do. But it's it, Chris Stapps, Luca. I think you play one of them. Washington obviously not great on the defensive end if this game stays close. It's going to be a high pace game. They're going to be they're going to be shorthanded, so it's not going to be the best defensive game on their part. So yeah, it's Chris Stapps, Luca, Boban, Keebler for me. And I mean, you can throw it. You can throw a dart on Tim Hardaway Jr. Forty two hundred. He can still put up a decent amount of points if he gets some minutes. Washington's more than likely going to be the worst defensive team in the league this year. Like, so you could play as many or whoever you want here from Dallas. Um, Luca is ninety four hundred, and I hope people just say, "Oh, he's 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 overpriced" because he's not. Like he there he has legit triple double upside in, in the first game of the season. So. Like, I love Luca here. Um, the only worry that I have with Maxi and Boban is this game goes small. That's the only concern that I have. And I could I could really see, like, Porzingis playing the five and this game just going small. So, like, that's my only concern. And maybe they throw Boban out there because the game goes small. So, it's tough to say. But really, really like this spot. And I have to say it, Grant, just because he's won us so many tournaments in the past. J.J. Barea is 3K on DraftKings. He's stone minimum. Like, if he randomly gets, like, 20 minutes in this game, not saying he will, because um, they did bring in Seth Curry and stuff. Like, not saying that J.J. Barea will get minutes here at all, but if you're playing 150 teams, I, I would probably throw a few J.J. Barea teams in there just because he's 3K. So, um, anything else on this one? No, no. That's pretty much it. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power, claims of trendy ingredients, multiple modes. If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's about less about the brush and more about how, how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. Quip sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30 second pulses, ensuring an even clean. Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. 
These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to a life to live a healthier life. So help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first free refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to get quip.com slash fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Knicks and Spurs, 214 total here. Spurs favored by 10 in this one on the Knicks side. Allen is out. Bullock is out. Taj Gibson and Robinson are both questionable. Not the best matchup in the world here going up against the Spurs, but, hey, you still need players to play minutes. So, um, obviously, those injuries could affect things. Um, You know, I talked about this when we did the preseason um, show, and, you know, one of the guys that I was, like, super excited about just coming into the season was Julius Randle potentially getting unleashed here in New York. Um, You know, you look at this, and they they have a deep bench – so, like, it, it kind of concerns me that a lot of these guys don't play a ton of minutes um, in a tough matchup. I might take the wait-and-see approach here on the Knicks. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world, especially considering this game. It could be a blowout. We don't know exactly what the rotations are going to be. We don't know what the Knicks are going to do with their minutes. It's probably going to be slightly different than last year, but we still aren't entirely sure. I think if you're going to take a shot on anyone, it's going to be – Barrett at 5,900, we could potentially see him be in for a lot of usage and a decent amount of minutes. And like you said, Randall, like we've seen Randall in the Lakers offense. We've seen Randall in the Pelicans offense. He's done well in both. He's put up big games when he's been given a shot and he has 70 point upside. Like I'm fine with taking a shot on either of them at this point in the season, but outside of them, like I don't really want to go with Portis. Don't really want to go with Dennis Smith Jr. Robinson's a little hampered by injury, but even if he plays, like, I guess his price tag isn't worse in the world if he does play, but I don't know. It's not a great matchup. Like, it's it's, it's just Randall and Barrett for me. So, like, if Robinson and um, Taj both sit, then maybe you take some shots on Portis just because he'll have to play 25 to 30 minutes at 5,500, and he's a guy that can be a point-per-minute guy. So if both of those guys sit – like, if you're looking at a projection model and you have Portis around, like, 18 to 20 minutes and you bump that up to, like, 26 to 28, like, he's going to pop a lot in that projection model. So, like, it would just be you'd have to wait and see what the injuries look like. But I will say, like, Portis becomes interesting if Robinson and Taj Gibson both sit. So – um, and then on the Spurs side of things, like one of my favorite players coming into the season is DeJounte Murray. I think like we see him take a huge step. I think this is a good matchup for him, but you know, you could, you never go wrong playing DeMar DeRozan, um, or LaMarcus Aldridge, but like the guy that I really have a lot of interest in here is DeJounte Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. I might just end up fading everyone though, but if I am going to take a shot, it's probably going to be on Murray. Yeah, like, this dude missed all of last season, like, with an ACL injury. Like, I just – how many people really remember how well DeJounte Murray did, like, two years ago? Um, I remember, and this is a great matchup against, like, Dennis Smith Jr. 
and the Knicks. So, like, DeJounte Murray at 5,600 coming out party and reminding everybody how good he is. Plus, he just got a fat extension, I think. He did. They paid him. Like, dude missed all last year, and like, we still want you for four more years. So, I like DeJounte Murray a lot. I just hope that this game stays remotely close and he gets enough minutes. I think that's the biggest concern with playing any of the Spurs in this spot. Yeah. Um, Thunder and Jazz, 224.5 total here. Utah Jazz are favored by nine in this game. It shouldn't really shock anybody. Um, the Thunder, obviously not the same team if you haven't been paying attention to the offseason. Um, here's the thing that's kind of interesting, right? Like, this is a really tough matchup on paper, but you still have to have some usage when it comes to the Thunder here. Um any interest in, like, Chris Paul, SGA, Gallinari, or any of these guys? I mean, it, it's going to be tough to figure out who to go with. I think Gallo's the obvious target. I don't know what they're going to end up doing with Paul. Like, they're probably going to try and deal with the, like, at some point in the season, hoping that someone will pick up his massive contract, but who knows if that will even end up happening. I don't know if he's going to get the most minutes in the world, so – Going with Gallo um, is the obvious choice. And then going with guys like SGA or Schroeder, um, either one of them could potentially be in for a decent amount of usage and a decent amount of minutes. Like Adams, I'm not probably going to play him against Gobert. So it'd be Gallo, it'd be SGA, it'd be Schroeder. Just not really sure what's going to happen with Paul. So I'd rather take shots on guards than, than anything else really. Yeah, the good thing about, like, Dennis Schroeder here is, like, he's going to be the guy that comes in off the bench. So, like, he's going to be that second unit type usage guy, and he's kind of priced that way. So, like, I like the Dennis Schroeder call. Um, Utah, I think Donovan Mitchell on most slates is going to be a top-end option, and, like, this isn't a bad matchup. Mike Conley going to see Chris Paul defense, and, like, Donovan Mitchell just is a guy that, I want to play a lot this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to see what he ends up doing this year. But I think he's a fantastic play going up against Oklahoma here. If this game ends up staying close, could be in for a massive game here. Don't know if I want to pay 8-3 for Gobert on this slate. There's too many other good options. Yes, he can end up putting a big, up a big game, but there's about six other centers on the same price range that could all end up crushing here. Conley, it'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing in this offense this year. I think if you're not playing Mitchell, you can potentially take a shot on a Conley. Um, but Mitchell's the main guy that I'm looking at. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. Like, Bojan is cheap enough if you want to take shots on him. I don't hate it. Um, King's Suns, 232.5 total. Sacramento favored by 1.5. Highest total on the slate, likely going to be the highest pace game on the slate. Um, you know, starting with the Kings here, Giles is out. Um, and then on the other side, Jerome is out and Johnson's out. Let's um, let's start with the Kings here. And I, Dwayne Dedman Grant, it's Aiton defense. He's terrible. I love Aiton on this slate. But, like, Dwayne Dedman is just a guy that, really kind of stands out to me when I was looking at, like, pricing and matchups. Yeah, I mean, he's probably definitely got the best price tag. Going up against Phoenix, eight in defense, 
going to be a high-paced game, going to be a high-scoring game, projected to be close here. Honestly, this is the game where I'm going to have a bunch of exposure to. Like, I can't figure out exactly who I want on the Sacramento side, but I also can't figure out who I don't want. I mean, <laughs> Fox is in play. Bagley's very much in play. Hyde's very much in play. Deadman, Bogdanovich, even Harrison Barnes. Like, a reason if he ends up getting a decent amount of run. Like, I want everyone in this lineup here. Their prices are all fair. I think there's a perfect game stack spot. I'm going to rank guys that I want. I'm probably going one Deadman, two Bagley, probably three Fox, four Hyde, five Bogdanovich. But I, I honestly, this is this is the highest total game on the on the board for a reason. And if I remember correctly, uh, Sacramento almost always like they played at a higher pace on the road. They almost always hit the over on the road last year compared to at home. Um, this is Phoenix, not great defense, high pace game. Oh gosh, I just absolutely love it. Sad that we had to wait this long to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I like um, all the starters here. Like all, all everybody that's in the starting lineup. Like, there's a good chance like there's uh, two of these guys in my cash lineup. Like, I just like a lot here. Like, and you can get the cheaper pieces with like Barnes and Deadman, and like mix those guys with like a healed Bagley Fox. So there's a lot of different ways to approach Sacramento here. And then, like on the Phoenix side of things, like. Obviously, you have to have a ton of interest in Devin Booker just because he's a usage monster. But they brought in Dario Sarge. He should get decent minutes. Kelly Oubre should get decent minutes. Ricky Rubio as the starting point guard. DeAndre Ayton is interesting if he plays 30 minutes and doesn't get in foul trouble. Like, you can play a lot of people from both sides of this game. Yeah, even going Tyler Johnson probably coming off the bench here. Um, like, he's still a guy that – he, he, we saw what he did last year in this offense coming off the bench, and he still had a decent amount of 30-point games, 35-point games, and he's only 4,500. Much like Sacramento, I'm going to be playing everyone here. Booker, Booker's probably the top guy I'm going to end up going with, but Booker, Aiden, Rubio, Ubre, Tyler Johnson, Sark, all of them are very much in play. Uh, Booker's probably my favorite guy, though. Yeah, and I said Johnson's out. I meant um, Cameron Johnson, just so you guys didn't get that confused with um, Tyler Johnson. So, really like this game. Um, just so many different ways to attack this game, and I, I like that. Um, it should be one of the most popular games on the slate, but it is a 10 o'clock game, so people kind of um, overlook those from time to time. The other good game is the game we get to finish out here with Denver at Portland, 219.5 total. Portland's favored by 1.5. Um, Gasol and Nurkic are both out for Portland, and um, Bull Bull is out for Denver. Let's start with Denver. Hey, it, it, it wouldn't be a podcast if uh, Jokic wasn't on it. Yeah, and Joko going up against Portland here. He's obviously fantastic. I don't know if he's the top option here on the slate, but he's got it's always very much in play. This projects to be a close game being played in Portland. Um, I really like him. Really like Murray, but I think that's kind of it. We They're going to have a very similar rotation to what they had last year. And so Murray and Joker are the two guys that I'm probably going to end up going with. You can take Millsap, but, like, we don't – it's always interesting to see what exactly they're going to end up doing with him. Obviously, his rotation was all over the place last year, and he's still a guy that has upside in any given matchup here. But 
Joker and Murray are the two guys that I'm really looking at. If you listen to this podcast before, you know that I hate playing Jokic, but he should absolutely destroy Hassan Whiteside in this matchup. Like, Hassan Whiteside does not match up with um, Jokic. So, I definitely do not hate Jokic here. Um, I like Jamal Murray, too. I feel like this is a good spot for him. I think Paul Millsap's price is very interesting. Like, he's 4.9K. I wouldn't play Jokic and Millsap together, I don't think. I don't think they correlate very well together. Um but yeah, and then like you can always take shots on Will Barton off the bench, um, assuming that he's going to come off the bench here. He always has a ton of upside. Uh, maybe he starts. Who knows? And then on the Portland side of things, like obviously like Hassan Whiteside um, on the other side of this game. Anytime Hassan Whiteside gets you know twenty eight plus minutes, he's interesting, and we kind of think that that could be a thing, but you never know. But you know, obviously Damian Lillard's in this game too. Yeah, I mean he doesn't. Whiteside can get a whole bunch of peripheral stats. I mean, I, 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 everyone's going to like Whiteside. I like Whiteside. Hopefully he ends up getting a lot of time or a lot of playing time so far or during the year. Really like Whiteside. Dame's pretty much always in play. I'm not sure if he's as good as, of an option as some other guys in this range. Like, I think Kyrie's a better play, but pivoting off of what likely will be a semi-chalk Kyrie to – a less-owned Lillard who could still has the same potential upside. I think it's not the worst idea in the world. Outside of Whiteside and Lillard, I mean, you can always go with McCollum, but I'm probably not. Uh, it's it's just Damon Whiteside here for me in this game. Yep. Um, your, your tournament flyer play of the day is Kent Bazemore. He's going to be on the second unit, and if he gets – if he gets 22 minutes to 25 minutes instead of 17 to 20 minutes, like he's going to have a ton of usage on the second unit. When you look at the second unit, it's Mario Hazonia and Kent Bazemore really, you know, taking up a lot of the second unit. So do not hate maybe taking a flyer on Bazemore, but again, it's large field tournaments only. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, Give me a guy, favorite play, under 5K to go 7X here on this one. Starting off the year right, Boban. <laughs> I should have just wrote it down. <laughs> I mean, all I need is, what, 22 points? If he gets 10 minutes, he could easily get there. If he gets 20 minutes, he's a lock. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, I like where you're going with that. That's uh, just... <laughs> I should have known. Um, I'm going to take Isaac Bonga. I think he's kind of chalky here, but um, I think that he has a really good chance to go 7X at 3,600, assuming all these guys are going to not play. Um, give me an over 8K guy to go under 5X. Oh, gosh, yeah. I did not remember what the game actually – I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. All right. Usually my answer is like the same one every time, and it's usually Jokic, but I actually don't hate this spot for Jokic. So, um, you know what? I'm going to take Rudy Gobert just because he's like one of my least favorite plays over 8K. Um, give me your favorite just 6X play. Any price you want, any player you want, just give me a guy you feel like is going to get 6X on the slate. I'm going to go J-Bell. We'll see if he ends up getting the same role he had towards the end of last year. 
I've already talked about this guy a lot. Um, like I said, I, I feel like he's my favorite player on the slate. Give me Kyrie Irving. Um, I'll be very disappointed if he doesn't get to 6X. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Oh, gosh. I thought it was Boban, but let's see here. Um, I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Uh, I'm trying to get weird. Uh, gosh. You what? What's yours? Go with yours first. I don't remember. I'm going to go with Malik Monk. Um, just free Malik Monk season. I'm going to be begging for it all year. I'm going to go with Ricky Root. Or I'm going with Inez Cantor. I like that one. I'll get behind that one. Um, any site that you want, um, give me your favorite DFS contest that you're going to play today that you just like and, you know, tell us why. Um, probably over on Fantasy Draft. I got a 20K pick and roll. It's got a decent chance of overlaying. If it doesn't, it's still rake-free. They're the site that I like the format, and I can play five centers over there, and I've got, like, eight that I'm in love with today that I'm going to have trouble, trouble narrowing down. All right. I like that one. Um, you know, yesterday I said the $40 single entry. Um, if you're looking to build a bankroll, I'm going to say today I really like the NBA uh, 40K pick and roll $12 single entry tournament on DraftKings. Pays 21.5% of the field. Min cash is 2X. The top 10 is only getting 28%. Somebody is going to turn $12 in a single entry into 4000 So um, you're only playing against 3,900 people. You likely are not going to need the nuts in that type of tournament. So that's definitely one that um, I'll throw some. I'll throw a team in for sure. I will research this Friday and get one that I really like, like I did yesterday, um, kind of winged it here. But I, I really like that $12 single entry tournament over there on DraftKings. Um. All right, Grant, give me your favorite over-under game on the slate. Um, who do you got? I'm going to go with – oh, this one's tough. I'm going with the – over uh, t- on the Phoenix game of 320 or 233. All right. I'm going to take the over in the Dallas Mavericks-Wizards game. It's currently sitting at 223 and a half. I really like that game. Um, that, that's a game that I really think is going to go over. Um, you, can, you can you can play that game so many different ways, but the, the way that I love playing it is Luka and cheap Washington players. So, um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here, Grant? Thank goodness basketball season's back. <laughs> For sure. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Roto-Grinders Premium, we've got a ton of stuff going on in Premium. But this season, the NBA grind down is moved behind the paywall. It's in it's part of Premium now here on Roto-Grinders. And in Lineup HQ, the projections are now part of Premium as well. So um, we got Noto, Mr. Tuttle, and Chris Gimino working hard, getting the projections better this season. And they're part of the Premium package. So... If you haven't checked out Premium, make sure you head on over to Roto-Grinders, click that Premium button, and get all sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, the core sports here 
um, for thirty nine ninety nine a month, um, and that gets you access to Discord, where we're always having discussions and talking. So make sure you guys check that out. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking football for week was it eight? Is it week eight already? Oof. It's already week eight. All right, we'll we'll Chief Justice and I will talk football Wednesday or tomorrow. And uh, Grant, appreciate you joining me. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you, kids.